0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice, episode 96. Today's episode is with Miss Bailey Morris, who is a person who I have known, f- like, my whole life, G- genuinely. Like, we have known each other since we could, since we have memories. Um, but we never knew each other that well. Our paths just always crossed. We were in, like, little singing groups, and we have, like, uh, some family ties. We're not we're not related, but... Um, uh, but our uh, proximity, it's a proximity thing. Um, anyway, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this, uh, conversation with Bailey. She is just someone who I have always admired so much in like a wholehearted, genuine way. Um, you know, a couple of episodes ago, or I guess at the beginning of March, I recorded that, uh, monologue episode, um, just talking about, you know, some new kind of revelations that I feel like I've had in the last year about you know how I feel about my art and myself and some goals moving forward and um you know just kind of feeling like maybe people don't want me as a certain kind of artist or will only accept me in certain ways or only if I do you know xyz additional things like I have to kind of like um you know, make myself like extra worthy, which is of course a product of growing up, um, in a narcissistic environment. And Bailey is just someone who like, as long as I've known her, like to my kind of earliest memories of seeing her perform when we were children, um, up through our teenage years and, in um, we didn't go to the same university, but just seeing, you know, videos um, on social media during college and seeing what she's doing now. um, She just always seems like someone who just like exudes that like beautiful kind of effortless, like sense of belonging that doesn't feel forced and doesn't feel like posturing um or like you know she's always just seemed to me like a person who um has an abundance mentality like feels like I just imagine she she feels such a sense of belonging that there's no um you know there's not this kind of like competitiveness that we sometimes see in, I think especially female musicians and female vocalists um Uh, and you know, I guess everywhere and, and like uh, never any hint of like jealousy that I've ever seen, which is just, I don't know, it's really beautiful. And I, and it's something that I've, I've genuinely admired, like since we were children. So, and, um, we talk about a lot of these things and, and Bailey gives lots of, um, insight into what that has looked like from her perspective and, um, excuse me, and what she's kind of, uh you know, how her how her perspective and her thoughts about her own confidence um, have evolved throughout her life. And um, she's she's for for many reasons beyond this one. She's an amazing woman and has been through so much and is just resilient and incredible and creative and lovely. So um, so that's like my personal kind of referral. But I'd like to also read you her bio. A former young ambassador who does it all, Bailey has quickly become recognized as one of the top vocal instructors and one of the top headshot photographers in the area, especially when it comes to acting headshots. As a seasoned performer, she knows exactly how to capture the real you that directors want to see in a headshot. Currently, you can see Bailey as May in Tuck sorry as may tuck and tuck everlasting um at the Hale center theater in sandy and this is kind of an older bio so i guess i shouldn't have said currently but she was she was in that production um and i will link to bailey's website and instagram in the show notes and um bailey's husband taylor is also a, a singer actor performer and very talented and the two of them have such a beautiful creative life together i should um i should get him on the podcast too Anyway, that's all of the things. Um, I don't think I have any separate news. By the time you guys are hearing this, I will have already had a couple of days in the recording studio working on the new album. Um, If you want behind the scenes like future sneak peeks, um, make sure you're on my mailing list, which you can join at my website. And yeah, I'll have lots and lots of announcements uh, next month and into the summer when I'll start uh, really rolling out new things. But that's all for now. Oh, also, my birthday was last week. So when you're hearing this, I'm officially 33 years old. Happy birthday to Emily. Um, That's really it. All right, you guys, here comes Bailey. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. I've been feeling like just... I don't know. Like I, like I want to reconnect with people from the past. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like there was like a time in my life where I was like, I need to like go away from that. And like, mm-hmm. you know, probably just cause I didn't, I didn't know how to handle my childhood. Sure. And now I'm like, you know, I think I could probably stand to like, yeah, yeah. just like reconnect some of those roots. So for the listener, Bailey and I have kind of known each other since we were like born young yeah like Like bornish our your grandma
1: and my mom (laughs) in fact one of my mom's favorite stories that she would tell is that um she was in the bathroom and I was banging on the door and wanted to go in and she was like (laughs) Bailey I'm going to the bathroom and then I like kept banging kept banging and then I stopped and went Darlene it's Rita (laughs) Which is Emily's grandma. That's so funny. And so I thought that if she knew I was Rita Scoresby, that I, that of course she would open the bathroom door That is so and let me in while she was, you know, taking a poo. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So Bailey's parent, Bailey grew up in a house like across the street from my grandparents. Um, and we have siblings, like your oldest siblings are like the ages of my like youngest Aunts and uncles. Yeah. So, so like,
1: Tyler and Lindsay, Lindsay was in love with Tyler. Yeah. Well, you know? who, who wasn't? I mean, in love with Tyler. All of us. Turns <laughs> out he all... was in love with none of the females. <laughs> but,
0: we, but everyone, <laughs> male and female, are still in love with yes, Tyler. I know. Because he's, he's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then I took, like, I remember coming to your house because Lindsay was teaching like a little singers group yeah when we were tiny little babies mm-hmm. like like really probably like four yeah five sunshine singers yeah sunshine singers so um so we were over there doing that and then I took voice lessons from Lindsay and then you and I are the exact same age so we were always like yep I don't know crossing paths at like state music things and yeah. stuff like that and then we did did we go to young ambassador camp I was in Young Ambassador Camp one year and you were there. Okay. You sang that solo from, um, you sang Find Your Grail and I, wait. Oh,
1: no, no, no. You sang I I Know the Truth. I I Know the Truth, yeah. I do
0: remember it. Um, My friend Alyssa
1: Simmons sang Find Your Grail. Yeah, Yeah. she was great too. She's Um, stellar.
0: I don't know if you know this. I tore my ACL on the first day of that camp.
1: Oh my gosh. No, I like have a, a memory of this. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cause I, I like, I tore my ACL like in the dance audition and oh I didn't like fall over. So they cast me in like footloose. And then, um, I but was like, I was in footloose too. Yeah. I Were had to like the same number. No, I had to drop out of it cause I oh. tore my ACL. So they put me
1: in, <laughs> they put me in Fiddler on the roof. Amazing. <laughs> was... You still finish
0: the camp though? Like, yeah, well, and then my parents didn't believe me and it took me, they, they waited five weeks to get me an MRI. Oh,
1: shoot. (laughs) So I just like,
0: I just like walked around Mesa, Arizona with like a fully ruptured ACL for for five weeks.
1: That's (laughs) amazing. Congratulations. In fact,
0: I walked around that camp stupid, like hilly byu campus like in in heels like that whole week i remember and like you were always that was
1: always you like i know heels and not anymore here i am in my loafers right they're really cute thanks perfectly like coiffed hair I you know, know, I
0: was like a, I was like a forty year old seventeen year old. <laughs> really were. That's like the perfect description. I why okay, I like reversed. Like now, now I feel like I'm like, I'm like way chiller. My my teenage self would be like horrified at <laughs> horrified at how chill I am now. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which is funny because like I don't think people see me as like a chill person now i mean I'm a lot more chill than i was relatively (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) yeah it's a whole different i'm a whole different emily now i love it
1: yeah that's what i'm saying when you're talking about like uh reconnecting with the past like i want to i want to know this emily like i'm like i don't and i know like we didn't know each other super well but like our paths were constantly crossing and well i think that's part of
0: why i want to reconnect with it because i feel like i feel like Yeah, I just wasn't present like in my life and Mm -hmm. in my body back then. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, reconnecting with my past is less about reconnecting with like my past self and more about just like, what are the connections that like I missed because I was like not having good mental health right (laughs) in my teens. Yeah. But I knew a lot of cool people back then. So it's like, you know, can we, yeah. can I like reclaim these, these friendships? Yes. Or whatever I'm gonna it is. I'm going to say a resounding okay. yes, Good, I'm you really, can. I'm glad, I'm <laughs> glad about that. I would like that. So let's talk about you. Oh, um,
1: okay. I, I always
0: ask everybody at the very beginning to describe what they were like as a creative child. Mm. Um, You have, you, like, so, oh my gosh, I'm stuttering. So... Bailey's older sister lindsay, like she she was like a music major already, yeah, well, she actually
1: she didn't or she was kind she of didn't musician? study, yeah, but since I was little, I mean, Lindsay was always performing, was always okay. singing at everything, um, and then started having me sing with her at okay. a very young age, to be completely honest, like my voice is not that much different from when I was like twelve, really, like I had a very um, mature, developed sound your at a voice, very yeah. young age. Your voice is crazy good. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I, I sort of feel like I've, I like got to a point and now I've just like maintained, some, well, which maybe like at an 18 is, so. year old was like, whoa,
0: but now it's like, eh. <laughs> no, no, no. You said your, your voice is so great. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I, I like to talk to people about, you know, what they were like as a creative child, what kind of like evidence there was that they were creative. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I'm wondering, I guess I'm wondering if, like, you feel like maybe your kind of creative identity was, like, in, seen in, like, context with Lindsay. You don't yeah, have to, like, no, answer that, for but sure. you could just answer the question of what you were like as a creative child.
1: Well, and I think, like, it, I think those can definitely go hand in hand yeah. because growing up with a sister who, I mean, I watched her be... Miss, Miss, uh, junior Miss, yeah. Miss Mesa. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, go on to like the Miss Arizona pageant. And, but I also watched her be like struggle a lot mm. with body stuff with body image yeah. and, um, you know, sort of have these like really negative relationships with her body, yeah. mostly because of how much she was on stage. Right. And I, um, at a very young age, I sort of like adopted that mentality. And in a lot of ways, like, I think that that has been the best thing for me because I have really grown to, and when I say this, I mean, it's a constant process, but like grown to appreciate that part of my, of my life and that struggle that I am always going to have, but also see it as like, look at, look at how much I, um, took and like, grew from, yeah. from watching that. But yeah, I, I mean, I remember at eight years old, so my, my creativity, I guess, started as with musical theater. Yeah. Um, uh, at eight years old. I remember my mom saying, Hey, do you want to go audition for Oliver? Yeah. And I was like, sure. And she yeah. dropped me off <laughs> and peaced out. The and I had no, I know. Right. I had no music. Oh my gosh. Um, I, and in fact, I walked in and he said, It was Mark Denton. Do you remember Mark? Yeah, Yeah, because
0: they were in my
1: ward. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if you did the musical theater summer camps. Maybe not at
0: MCC. I didn't do them at MCC. I did the one. I did the summer camp with like Linda Peterson and Melanie Reynolds. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um. So I remember I walked in and he said, "Will you do you have sheet music or will you be singing a cappella?" And I said, "Oh no, I'll be singing without music because I didn't know a cappella meant right." I love it. And then I just sang, "I'd do anything for you, dear anything," because I happened to know <laughs> yeah, that song. Yeah. And um, I was cast as a boy in Oliver at Cute. Southwest Shakespeare Company <laughs> I love that. at the Mesa Amphitheater. I don't yeah. know if you remember that place, I do. but yeah. yeah, and that was my first show. And then it just sort of yeah. blossomed from there. You were eight. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you feel like you got to have your own relationship with with music and with singing? Yeah, so like Good. I mean, with
1: the with the Lindsay thing, growing up, it was like sisters, right? Like we sang at lots of things together. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, and I, in a lot of ways, I did feel like I was kind of in her shadow, but I was also so different. I was very yeah. athletic. I did dance competitively where like Lindsay can't like do like a jazz she, square. She doesn't Sorry, have- Lins, if she's listening. <laughs> um, but like I, I <laughs> was able to sort of create my own path. And yeah. in a lot of ways, I felt like I was, um, a little more well-rounded than she was. And I was proud of that. Like, okay, I can follow in her footsteps and be like a musician like her, but I can also do these other things that kind of make me me, if that makes sense.
0: Did you, do you feel like, do you feel like that? So one of the things that I'm always interested in when I'm, when I'm talking to people um, on this podcast is like, how, how did you like develop your creativity? Like, how did you like, you know, build your, like, artistic identity. And I'm so curious, like, I feel like just as a, as a human and maybe like as an educator, I feel like permanently puzzled by these ideas of like, where do these things come from? Like art, can they be developed? Totally. So do you feel like you had, do you feel like some of that bless you? Oh no, it might be gone. (laughs) I'm so glad it (sighs) didn't go away. I I hate it when a sneeze goes away. I had a bad one yesterday while I was teaching. And then my eyes were like watering. Yeah, it's the worst. I just sneeze. Um, what was I saying? Oh, I was wondering if this, um, this kind of like confidence and sort of like, I'm, I'm proud of like these things that I am. Do you feel like that? Like just as part of your personality?
1: Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. I think, I think this is for everybody. I think all of our personalities are constantly evolving and changing as, as experiences yeah. are like placed in front of us or experiences that we create for ourselves. Yeah. Um, so like with my childhood being super independent, I mean, I was like, cause you're the youngest. I was yeah. the youngest. My mom was 40 when she had me and, and you know, she just died this past year at a pretty young age. So yeah. my whole life, my mom was pretty handicapped in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, and so I did everything on my own. I mean, I remember when I finally got my license, and I could just go. yeah, it was like amazing um yeah. but just sort of i I feel like those experiences, and there was definitely a lot of trauma with like my parents' relationship and different things that I had witnessed and gone through, and then my dad died when I was just eighteen yeah. and sort of and then this horrific car accident that my husband and I were in the night we got engaged it's funny, I feel like these these hard things that we experience in our life, give us this ammo to be yeah. like, Oh my gosh, like I'm a badass and I can, I can, I can truly conquer anything. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when my five year old's screaming at me and I'm like, Holy hell, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that I'm equipped with like any of my yeah. quote unquote ammo that I need, but then we get through it and we go, Oh yeah. My personality, you know, this person that I am, is equipped with everything that I yeah. need and my experiences are constantly creating more of that yeah, like they ability feed back
0: into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So maybe there was like a, like a root of that. And then yeah. like all of your life experience yeah. just kind of. It's cool.
1: Well, and it's funny, like with the confidence thing, like I know that like, I do present like a very confident aura, aura, however you say that word. Um, and I, I think like, it's like 50% real and 50% totally faking it. Like, and I think like 90% of our life is just faking it till we make it.
0: (laughs) You know, it's really interesting. Like I was just talking about this with my husband, Andrew, a couple of days ago, we were, we were just, we were kind of just talking about like the phenomenon of like people that you just like, can't get along with that like kind of rub you the wrong way and we were we were just like kind of examining ourselves of like why and we we i was we were kind of thinking that like one thing andrew and i have in common i think is like we're both we're both like pretty confident people inside Mm -hmm. but like not that confident in our ability to like uh just we're not like socially confident we're like personally confident and not that socially confident Mm -hmm. and sometimes like you know i think Uh, that can like, maybe when you're interacting with people who are like really socially confident, but are like, you know, they're like deeply insecure Mm -hmm. to be clear. I don't think you're like this. (laughs) Um, uh, It's okay if you do. But that can, that can be like, like, you know, kind of like creepy, creepy, like weird. And uh, so anyway, all this to say, I think, I think you're, I think probably we all have these kinds of things. Like we're all fifty percent like yeah. or something like absolutely you know confident about certain kinds of things confident in certain kinds of situations mm-hmm. and then like a like a melty yeah like a melty fragile oh um, yeah in other ways. But yeah.
1: I mean I feel like especially with the with the confidence thing it's like so I decided a couple of years ago that I that I wanted to dive into this photography world which yeah. really was a little bit like vulnerable for me because yeah. my whole life I've just done what I'm already good at. Mm, so I've always been good at singing. To be yeah. honest, I've never I've never really had to like develop my mm. voice. I've sort of just uh, molded this instrument that I already had yeah. where a lot of people, I feel like start from scratch. And I think that that's even more admirable than maybe what I've accomplished with singing mm. because it comes from such a place of like,
0: it's, comf- it's, it's comfortable for you. Yeah.
1: It's grown so much, but like, Oh, I see you're yeah. yeah. Like I think that people who don't have this natural ability, the way that I do and then develop it. Mm. I think almost that's more applaudable, I guess, or than than what I have, but with photography, I was that I was yeah. starting from ground zero and I was learning something that I had zero understanding of. Whereas like music has just been like, it's kind of, you've been inherent, in yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I can sit down and play the piano. I mean that the piano is also something that I really had to develop as well. Um, because as a kid, I just didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And then now with teaching, teaching voice as much as I do, I have to be able to play the piano. Yeah. And so I sort of had to force my way into that. But yeah. now I can play pretty well. Yeah. But like with photography, jumping into that world, I had to fake it. Yeah, like, yeah, I had to my first wedding, I remember just walking in there and, and pretending like I have done 1000s. Yes. And even though I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I hope my first wedding, bride isn't listening because she would be like huh she wouldn't you know, know she was
0: the first one because you acted like you had done a bunch I right? acted like I yeah. had
1: just it's like the thing with the yeah. bear you know you're supposed
0: to like act all tough or yeah. something yeah. to like that's that's how I bears, act just, <laughs> PSA for bears you're supposed to play dead it's cougars that oh, you're supposed cougars. to yeah okay
1: <laughs> the, good good to
0: know <laughs> 'Cause yeah, you're supposed to be like, I'm Someone's tougher listening, than listening right? and then they yeah. get attacked by a bear Shoot. and they're like, Bailey, break her offset. Mean
1: oh my gosh, amazing. But yeah, like and I remember just being like, I just totally faked it. And then people were like, Wow, like you're really good at this. You know, you're managing these crowds and like I was taking pictures left and right. Some of them were horrible. Yeah. And, you know, some of them turned out and it worked out fine, but And then that's just continued to develop. I
0: totally know what you mean. And yeah, this this thing that you're talking about is a totally different thing than what I was saying before of like people who act confident and are really insecure. This is like a different kind of thing. This is like, this is like, you do have a deep confidence that you like, you know, belong there. Like taking, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's in there, like it's in there deep down. Like I can do this. I'm going to be able to do this. And I think like that kind of bravery of like, I don't know how to do this yet, but like I know I'm going to, yeah, um that's that's like part and parcel to like being a creative yeah. just um i I use the word like ownership like when I'm talking with my students, like we talk about ownership and permission
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like I'm giving myself permission to like be here, yeah, and like I'm taking ownership over this skill set, even though like I'm not there yet mm-hmm. um that's like that deep in your gut, like I'm gonna create stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a confidence that's real. It's just like mixed in with like all of this, like terror. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I love that, like the yet thing, that is something that I use
1: constantly. Yeah. My daughter, my fi, my oldest, she gets really, she's super creative, super artistic, loves to draw and, but she's a total perfectionist. So if something doesn't look the way she wants mm-hmm. it to. She gets really, really frustrated. And she says, yeah. I don't know how to do this. And I'll always say, you don't know how to do this yet. right, And not that that makes her stop screaming. She's yeah. still, it's still a really emotional thing for her. Um, but just, I think giving that qualifier, yeah. like I don't know how to do this yet. Yeah. And also my other favorite phrase, and I have to, I have to give a shout out to Jodi Moore for this one, which her podcast is really stellar cool. for anyone who Check wants to out. listen to it. Um, but she says everything is figure outable. And so that's yeah. like one of my favorite things too, is like, Everything is figure outable. And even with the voice, people will come to me and they're like, Can you teach a tone deaf person to yeah. hear pitch? And I'm like, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything is mm-hmm. figure outable. Yeah. All it is is muscle groups. That need to work together right. that don't know how yet, right. and you how do you how do you strengthen your biceps? You do bicep curls. Right. Right. How do you strengthen your your chest voice muscles? Or and obviously there's more technical terms for that, but yeah. that no, are I know. <laughs> irrelevant yeah. and unnecessary for people to know. Um, but like you use them, like yeah. you use those muscles. So yeah. and I I really do believe that. Now, granted, everybody's skill set is eventually going to look different because yeah. my voice sounds different than yours right. does. And I would never want you to be trying to sound like me. And I don't want to be trying to sound like you. Totally. Whereas I could look and say, I love how Emily does this, yeah. you know, flourishing, or I love, I love her style here that I would love to mimic, yeah, but always recognizing that right. I own
0: my voice. Right. I always say like, there's there's an Emily version of that thing. I love know? that. Yeah. I love that. Or like to whatever my student's name is, like mm-hmm. you know, there's a Jada version of of this Beyonce thing. Totally, yeah. And I think like something that's important.
1: Zoe will, my oldest. She'll watch like YouTube videos of art and she'll try and like yeah. do it and she'll get frustrated that it doesn't look the same. Yeah, and I'll be like. But that's the beauty of
0: art. Well, and also like, I mean, you know this and I know this, but like for the listener, like if it's, you know, you and I have both spent tons of time thinking about this stuff, I'm sure. But like, I'll I'll tease my students and be like, well, how dare you think that you get to sound like this after a week? Right. Right. I've been doing this since I
1: was eight years old and I still struggle. So like, (laughs) totally. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, like, like if I'm working on, you know, improv with my students, Mm -hmm. um, and they'll be like, I'm so bad at this. And I'm like, I I have a master's degree in this. Like, (laughs) you don't like, you know, how dare you think that you should be the same? Like, yeah. and it's, you know, joking and teasing, but it really is like, that is a good kind of reminder to yourself of like, of course I'm not going to be like, you know, good at something that I just have barely touched. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I want to talk to you more about like this idea of kind of, you know, natural talent and how Mm -hmm. that, um, how that maybe like affects your, your progress. Um, did you feel, did you, did you have like perfectionism things like when you were older because it was easy for you as a kid?
1: Um, that's a good question. I think honestly, the, the biggest issue that I have had with this like innate, like natural, you know, some would say like God given talent yeah. that, um, as I got older, I realized, Oh, like I'm really just like on the same playing field as everybody else. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like, yeah. whereas like as a kid, I was like a lot better vocally than most kids my age and that probably applies through like high school like the end of high school and then I came to BYU and was in the MDT program the music dance theater program which I was thrilled to have gotten into but I just remember being like oh and not Uh, like I was like super conceited but like my voice was something that defined me I guess and like set me apart from everybody else and I think I had to realize like oh, this can't define me anymore because Mm -hmm. then I'm being defined because then all of these people are also the definition of me because we're on the same level. I mean, that's like
0: totally. And I think, you know, we talk, we, I'm always talking with my guests about the times in our, in like our lives where we lose creatives. And I feel like that is such a big one. Mm -hmm. And I, you, I'm sure you and I both know tons of people who are such like shining stars in high school who, you know, couldn't do that. They couldn't do the thing that you did. Like, you know, they, they got to a place where they were, you know, like an equal sized fish (laughs) or, or even like, even, you know, a a smaller smaller fish Mm -hmm. and just their whole identity fell apart. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think as adults, it can be easy to kind of edit the past, you know, but I think it's really like, it's good of you to say, to, to, to like talk about the fact that like your identity was built on it. Because when we're teens, like, of course our identities are right. built on it's stuff. Like, what are you like, good at?
1: What do you, what do you right. do? What, what awards are you getting in high school or what teams are you making yeah. or
0: what, um,
1: choirs yeah. or, you know, And those are shows. things that like,
0: as adults, we kind of like, know. like this mm-hmm. isn't, you know, but when you're a teen, like you're, everything is fragile. Yeah. So I think actually like, having that presence of mind, even at, you know, what, 18, 19. Yeah, that's kind of amazing.
1: Well, thank you. I I mean, I think hindsight, I, I, I'm i not sure exactly what my actual experience was. But like, you I do remember being like, holy shiz balls, like, I'm not as good as I thought <laughs> I was. And I had to be like, Okay, what else? What else do I like about me? Because, yeah. because if the thing that I like about me is, is Everyone else around me also has that thing that I feel yeah. like I lost a little bit of my uniqueness. Yeah, and so then I had to be like, you know what? I like that I'm curvy. I like that I'm. And that one took me a long time. Yeah, um, and I still sometimes I'm like, I think I'd rather not be. But yeah. most of the time, I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like when I have students that are adults that come to me they, you, they, they will always say, oh yeah, I was in this show in high school or, oh yeah, I did musical theater. Or like, if someone finds out that like, oh yeah, I'm an, I'm an actor, you know, and I, I still act and people are like, oh, I, I did, I did, uh, Les Miserables in high school or like, oh yeah, we did, we did, we did crazy for you, you know, or like whatever, some of these, and it's still part of their identity, which to me tells me, That everyone needs a little bit of creativity and art in whatever form that is because we identify so much with it. And I think most of our experiences creating confidence, I preach confidence a lot with my students. And I tell their, sometimes I tell their parents, like, I think I'm like an average voice teacher, but I'm an incredible hype man.
0: Dude, I (laughs) think I feel the same way. Like, like, I love talking with my students about like, like the thing that I think I'm excellent at as a teacher is like, let's figure out who you are. Totally. And like how you're creative, like, Mm -hmm. let's, Let's like find where your like artistic spirit like wants to be. Yeah. 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 And like,
1: let's, let's find the courage that it takes. Like for me, you know, most of my students are involved with musical theater. So there's a lot of auditions going on and, and I still audition for things. In fact, it's funny because I, I have students recently that just didn't get cast in some different shows. And then I had an experience. So I'm like, they're, they're texting me and I'm walking them through this, like, Hey, a part of your job as an actor is to audition, and part of that is being ready and willing to be rejected. Because yeah. there's, it's not like yeah. uh, there's one shot. You know, right. it's 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 just you either get it or you don't. Yeah, and I you're didn't gonna get,
0: lose way more than you get. You're
1: gonna lose way more than you get. Exactly. And I auditioned for a show and got a callback and thought it went really well. And I didn't get it. And I was very sad. Like I was crying. And I, in fact, my students came that I had some students come the day that I didn't get it. And one of them was also called back for the same show. So (gasps) it was Secret Garden. Yeah. Okay. And so one of my students was called back for Mary and I was called back for Martha and neither of us got it. And she, I, and I had been crying and I was, I could say, Hey, Eden, look, like, I'm 33 years I'm old
0: doing this exact same thing with you yeah, yeah. and I
1: still it's still hard yeah. like it's still and it's still a blow to my confidence That's a little such bit an important you know?
0: thing to like say out loud yeah um yeah the podcast is called artifice right because I, I th- thank you uh, because I think like these stories these like these realities of our creative lives are like mm. untold yeah like totally. this thing of like yeah it never go it never never stops easier (laughs) it never stops breaking your heart like yeah and and especially when you're in you know you're an artist and you you just like feel things and like things are important to you you invest and then yeah those losses are just like you they really they really get in there Mm -hmm. but like of course the you know the uh other side of the coin is like you love making art yeah
1: exactly (laughs) so sometimes I wish I didn't like sometimes I'm legit like I wish I wasn't an actor and I wish I wasn't held to this like standard and having to compete with these women who are freaking incredible. And, but, but then I'm like, but also how cool, like how cool. I'm so proud of myself in a lot of ways that I'm still acting, Yeah, you know, that I have three kids and that, I mean, and not to say that anybody's choices are, wrong but I'm yeah. for me but
0: you know you've had to fight for yours
1: yeah, yeah and I know that for me I it's very important to me that I still be improving my crafts yeah. and I say crafts plural because yeah. I think that it's important to note that I'm not I used to think like, I used to shy away from saying like, oh, and I'm a photographer or yeah. like, and now I'm like, no, like I'm a voice teacher. I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm a plus size model. Yeah. And I'm a photographer. Like yeah. I do all of these things. Oh yeah. And I'm all, and I'm a mom and I'm a wife, it's and awesome. you know but like, and not to say like, look at all these things that I do. But I think that it's important to just, like you said, like that ownership. Yeah. Cause I used to be like embarrassed, like, wait, what if people don't take me seriously because I do all these things and it's like,
0: then those aren't my people. Right. I know it's so hard to remember, but I'm so with you. Yeah. Like I have to remind myself the same things. And yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like just following your kind of following your passion is the thing that is important. And if, and if, if that, um, you know, I think, I think some people that following their passion, like takes them out of, Mm -hmm. doing these things like maybe their passion is like just being a mom
1: which i i hate saying the qualifier just but i'm saying i guess exclusively exclusively thank you yeah because honestly like exclusively being a mom is a heroic path like i to be completely full disclosure i couldn't do it like i i know that i need creative and artistic outlets totally
0: yeah and i i think yeah i think that's um I, I've said, I talk about motherhood a lot for like obvious reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because I have just like issues with my yeah. mom. Um, but yeah, I think like having, um, I I talk about this with my guests, like a fair amount, especially the ones who maybe don't have kids. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think as women, it's like something that we... Get asked about, or you know, right. like when are you them. having kids? And it's yeah. like, maybe yeah. I'm not
1: ever going to have kids. Yeah. And I always say,
0: like, you know, I know moms who are exclusively moms who are so, so creative. No, oh, like, totally. And like, it's, it's such an amazing thing. Um, And I, yeah, that's my point. Like, if like following your passion means like, hey, I'm going to add photography, hey, I'm going to mm-hmm. like own all of these things. Like you got to do it Well,
1: and I think it's funny because not, I guess not funny, but to, to comment on that, to your point, yeah. like I was, when I said some people choose to exclusively be moms, I immediately thought like, but that's, what's so cool to me is that they're, right. that they're the, the women who are choosing to be, or, or dads who are choosing to be exclusively dads or exclusively yeah. moms. That creativity is something that I don't have the skill set for. That like totally, I even like yeah. joke about it. I'm like, listen, like I we didn't even we didn't put Zoe in kindergarten last year because I don't want to do at home school. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're gonna wait a year. So we're gonna wait until yeah. COVID is hopefully like a little more under wraps and people are vaccinated and all of that. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to create in that regard. Yes. Right? Like doing schoolwork and like sitting down and reading and don't get me wrong. Like I, I have, I feel like I have to say like, I do do creative things with (laughs) my children (laughs) and we do a lot of art and a lot of things, but I don't want to exclusively do that. You know, I, I need the the outward one part
0: of this discomfort that we have around, like, I mean, maybe this isn't where you're going with this, but that's what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Like part of this discomfort we have about being like, talented creative women who are doing like all these different things i think part of it comes from this idea that there's some kind of a competition but i think you're totally right and i fully agree that like these are just creative skill sets and if we valued Mm -hmm. like the creative skill sets that go into exclusive mothering Mm -hmm. like we value singing and photography this would be a non, this would be a non issue. Exactly. Like you're just doing like what you are good at and what you love Mm -hmm. and what you're drawn to. And other people are doing that also, which Mm -hmm. means like, maybe they're not doing photography. Right. Cause they don't care about it. Yeah. Cause I do have
1: friends who I performed with and in college and whatnot that, that aren't still acting and, and performing. And, and they'll say to me like, Oh, like, it's so cool that you're still doing that. And I'll say, it's so cool that you're not. That's what <laughs> you I know. Mean, yeah. like, like it's so cool that that you are um a full-time mom. Yeah. Like in a lot of ways. Like I choose to work. Yeah. And I think like financially, like of course, we could make it work if if I didn't work. Yeah. But for me, it's important for me to contribute in a way and and to also um just like I like I like making money. I, and I don't think that's something to, I, 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 even coming out of my mouth, I'm like, am I allowed to say that? And I'm realizing like, that's another thing that I've done a lot of research and, and is the, is value just value in general. I like creating value in the world that does have a monetary benefit for me. Right. Um, but like, I also, admire and like i said like i think they're the true heroes of the world it are the the parents that are being exclusive parents yeah. um because i don't think there is a more uh creative job out there to be honest right you have to like invent every single day exactly as a unique and experience. so much trial and error yeah. and so much like problem solving yeah. and Uh, navigating emotions and skill sets with different, I mean, my girls, granted my youngest is just a wee baby, but the other two, I know, but the other two, like they have completely different personalities and trying to teach them both a similar uh, topic while uh, playing to their strengths is so hard. So like the homeschooler moms, I'm like, I, I bow to you, <laughs> yeah, like totally. I give you all of the gifts and, you know, yeah. dreams in my brain because you are amazing. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you're, you're so right that like, I mean, I don't have children, but like, even just as a teacher, I I know that's true, right? Like everybody's right. brains are so different. Um, right. I want to ask you about so we've we've been talking about kind of your identity as it relates to art um like how you know your identity as an artist and how that changed like from your youth to your adulthood um but i'd love to talk about like your relationship with art like okay. um maybe you know when you were little like how do you remember feeling about music or like what did it do for you mm-hmm. um you know not so much like how people see you but like just your own kind of private relationship with the the art or the craft and yeah and maybe like how that has changed
1: I have always been, um, I have always been very affected by music. Like, um, I remember at young ambassador camp going and seeing ragtime at the hail in West Valley. Um, and just being so affected by it. I remember seeing Les Mis as a young kid and being so affected by it. I kind of make fun of Les Mis now because it's my favorite. When people find out that I'm an actor, they're like, Oh, like, have you heard of have you heard, Have of, you Les heard Miserables? of Les Misérables? And I'm like, like, I saw it six yes. times before I was ten. <laughs> or they're like, oh, so like, so like Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Like Yes. Like if that's what, if that's what helps you oh to understand what I yes. do, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that same way when people are like, Ooh, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. I'm like, They're like, yeah, at, a, mm-hmm. at a James. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got one reference point yes. in like 200 years. Good job. Good yeah. job. Yeah. That's years. hilarious. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so I, I think that music has been very healing for me forever. You know, I don't, I'm, I am proud of where I am, where I don't only identify myself as a singer anymore. I identify myself as, as a, as a woman, as a strong woman, as a person who can do hard things as a, as a kind, you know, I, I mean, these different values that don't just revolve around my quote unquote talents. Um, but like the, I do believe that music has the ability and it took me a long time to identify music as art. I'll be honest. In my brain, art used to be something that needed to be visibly creative. Um, So, you know, painting, art, photo, photography, um, sculpture, you know, those kinds of different arts. But now I, as a whole art, right. Anything that, that classifies in this creative atmosphere um, is art. And therefore music is my art right I mean one of my arts yeah right? yeah
0: um what about acting do you know I I feel like it's so common for like young actors to be to like not really get what they're doing and I feel like you are have always been good at that too Ooh, Um that's really kind <laughs> what, what did you feel like I mean I don't know if you can if you can take me to like a like a like a youth perspective sure like do you remember feeling like, like, how would you describe like what, what it was that you were doing I and mean, like maybe how your, how your That's, experience yeah. has changed with it now?
1: Well, and it's funny because as I've grown, grown up and like now I teach a lot of acting in through musical theater and, yeah. uh, communicating in that way, it's shifted so dramatically yeah. where it used to be like this, okay, now I'm performing for you. And now I'm like, no, we just need to be. Because people go to theater to relate and to feel that someone else understands what they're going through. So... Overdoing it, being over dramatic, over the top, and this like oh, you know, yeah. creating. I talk
0: with my students about the like what I call the tent eyebrows, yes, the tent eyebrows, which are just like if anyone in your life did that face at you for more than like yeah. one sentence, you would be like, "Cut What's the crap going on like exactly. why are you talking to me like this?" Exactly. So just like shifting
1: from that like pre- presentation yeah. to just being. And I think a lot what a technique and a skill that I talk to my students a lot about is, you know, okay, someone's playing Fontaine in a show. I hope that this 16-year-old that's playing Fontaine right. has never been raped. Yeah. I hope that this 16-year-old has never been, you know, in full starvation like and in this experience yeah. with ha- having lost a child. So they can't relate. To yeah. what Fontaine is going through when she sings I Dreamed a Dream. Right. But she can relate to her boyfriend dumping her last right. week. Right. And she it's can relate grief. to having a, a rough relationship with her parents that that is so real for her. Yeah, And so I help my students channel what's real for you that yeah. you can put into this character instead of trying to find what this character is real in you. Because yeah. we can't, we don't know what that right. was like, right. but we can find our real experiences. And then because that's a real experience for the performer, it becomes a real experience right. for the audience it's, member. Empathy works, empathy works that way. Exactly.
0: Yes. Um, did, did you have experiences as a, like as a teen or a child where you're singing and you're acting like you watched it affect people?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to be honest, so I remember like, and this has happened to me sp- throughout my entire life, where when I watch myself, I sob and say yeah. that I will never do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah. not, I'm not performing anymore. It's just too hard on me. Mm. And, and that's some stuff that I have to work on all the time. It's just like my body image and self so, and self-worth and all of that. But I have seen, you know, I've had several people, uh, girls especially, that either saw me perform on Young Ambassadors or at the Hale or different things that have said, you... um, helped me to see that I can also do this. Wow. And it's usually a curvy girl, someone yeah. who thinks that they're wrong because they're bigger and they're, you know, 16, 17 or whatever. And they are in some ways being told that they are wrong. Yeah. And I was told I was wrong pretty Every much my whole life. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so that to me is, is where my, um, uh, influence means the the most. Yeah. yeah, To me is like when people are like, Oh, like you had a great voice. It's like, well, whatever. So does freaking everybody else. Right. But when they say, Hey, you helped me to believe in myself more then I go, okay, that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this. Can we talk more about
0: like how you, um, have like, you know, overcome like i i hear you like we don't ever totally overcome this right, kind of stuff right. but like cuz i'm i'm there with you on on that stuff um can can you talk about like just your strategies like how do you do it for, yeah i mean so, it, it can be body image or, or anything or else anything. Yeah. yeah
1: um and again this goes back to i have learned so much from Jody Moore um she she is a life coach and she teaches things on such a cognitive and like uh present level versus yeah. like therapy that deals a lot with the past. Uh, this, um, technique or uh, like you said, strategy, like practice yeah, strategy sure, yeah. is very like dealing with the present. So I have to do a lot of work around my thoughts. So, cause we know that our thoughts create our our realities, right. And our, our results in our lives,
0: cognitive behavioral therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like if I have the thought, like my body is wrong, then that's going to change how I show up at an audition at a performance at a, even a photography event, you know, and I do model a lot as well. And yeah. so if I have the thought going into a model shoot where my literal purpose for being there is to show women who have my similar body type, what they would look like in these clothes, yeah. which I think is an incredible thing because I'm so damn sick of seeing the same size mm-hmm. two people mm-hmm. all over, especially these like Utah boutique type things. Yeah. Um, and so I'm so grateful that I can be a new image for people to like be like oh look at this five eight size 12
0: woman such a difference it does it really really does it like i don't know i've must have been like clicking like on the right things because i almost exclusively get advertised things with like elderly models plus size models yeah diverse models i love it so much like if i'm just freaking scrolling through instagram like I feel better. Totally. I feel like good afterward. Totally. totally. I feel like, Oh uh, yeah. Like everyone is so beautiful. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. is just, yeah. I don't know. It's so cool. Sorry. So, I interrupted No, 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 no.
1: That's okay. But cause like same thing, like it, it, it's so much more enlightening and empowering to have different people uh, on our display in media culture, you know? Yeah. So for me, like when I'm going into a shoot, for example, I have to practice saying the thought. I can't go to the thought my body is is perfect. I can't go there. That doesn't that doesn't feel real to me. Yeah. But I can say it's possible that my body is just what it should be today. Yeah. It's possible that my you know when I'm at an audition and if I don't get it a lot of times I make it be oh they think I'm fat. And I can change that thought to it's possible that it had nothing to do with my appearance yeah, yeah. it's possible that or before I find out if I get it or not, I can practice the thought. It's possible that my body is exactly what could portray this character, right yeah. um just like those kind of qualifiers again, like change like
0: the yet yeah, that's creative it's possible thinking that. too, like just thinking in mm-hmm. these branches, like yeah. thinking for like what other what other like perspectives could there be,
1: yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it, and everything's possible, right? Yeah. Like yeah. everything is possible. So yeah. it, being able to change our, our thoughts to a more empowering thought, you yeah. know, I have to do this with my daughter all the time. Like, yeah. Hey, Zozo, you can't do it right now, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you will be able to do it yeah. and it's, or it's possible that, yeah, you know, it's possible that you can learn how to draw this thing or ride your bike right. or you know all that's, these different things
0: well and it sounds like from just all these things you're saying like it sounds like that's just a theme like you've always kind of you've always kind of done that and you just like our home like yeah. honing it like getting better at yeah. it but and maybe
1: now i just have a little bit more of like a um vocabulary or something exactly yeah. like the language surrounding it i can yeah. go okay this is this is what i'm doing yeah but for a long time i i always thought. Oh well if i if i get skinny then this will change this. But what's funny is the things that i wanted to it was like oh well if i get skinny i'll get into the music dance theater program. But then i got into the music dance theater program yeah. not being skinny. Yeah. And then it was like oh well if i get skinny then i'll make young ambassadors. But then i made young ambassadors still not being wow. skinny. Yeah, and then that's... it was like oh i'll get leading roles when i'm skinny and it's like oh, I've never been skinny (laughs) and and I'm still doing those things. And so I'm now starting to be like, I have to stop thinking that that's going to make a difference in my life and instead just treat my body well. You
0: know, I know I, I deal with that kind of stuff too. Like I, my, you know, for, for me, it's like my mom was so harsh on that kind of thing. Um, like, you know, I was dieting when I was like 10 years oh, old. Yeah. You know? Oh like, yeah. Um, and then I think like, well, our metabolisms are like destroyed oh. from like dieting oh, absolutely. forever, mm-hmm. like as mm-hmm. children. Yep. Um. Yeah. And I remember like, there was this one year, I, I think I was in eighth grade. It might've been ninth grade, but I was like trying hard to have an eating disorder. I think like <laughs> I, and I like, and I, I I don't mean it to like be a joke. Like no, I really I was it. like trying hard. No, to totally. I disorder. Like totally. I couldn't do it. I I I I did that same thing in my
1: senior year. I like tried to throw up my food. Like yeah, I was I like just, yeah. and it was just
0: it was just so hard. It's yes, it like, it, like it, <laughs> it's heartbreaking and like you know, it's so sad. But I yeah, I was I was really trying to not eat. Like right. but I was I and I really was like I was probably eating like 500 calories a day for like a while Mm -hmm. and i lost like i weighed 117 pounds um and i remember my mom like and i was like i was privately like knowing that i like wasn't really eating right and my mom was like i think if you could just get down to 108 that would be a good weight for you oh um, and like, just, you know, yeah. saying, just like saying yeah. that to me. So anyway, like, I think, I think my perspective on these things are like skewed because of how she was. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, I mean, my mom was morbidly obese
1: my yeah. whole life and could barely walk, you know? So it was like a completely like a different, different kind experience. of a fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. And so
0: the I think, I think the thing that I'm like struggling to say is just that I have a similar experience of like as i'm getting older just like realizing like being this like rail thin person like it wouldn't what? change like exactly. who i am exactly. like it wouldn't do anything wouldn't. No. and like there might be like a couple of things that are easier like you like, know jeans button shirt. down shirts yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah like but I, then my boobs are in the way with a button down shirt anyway <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's what i mean <laughs> like there might be like a couple of things that i could wear that like yeah. i can't you know yeah. can't or no, like totally. Or whatever, like just stupid things. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's it's a constant reminder, and it is a constant practice of like, hey, like, the things that I value, I'm like, I'm nailing. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Okay, I'm
1: so sorry. I have to go. I have to be home by eleven thirty. Okay. Because my niece has to leave. Okay. 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 Husband's not there. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Can we do?
0: Okay. Can I? Can we have five minutes? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask you, this is the thing that I wanted to ask you. I was thinking about this last night. I feel like one thing I've always admired about you being like a person that I have never really talked to, but we've always (laughs) kind of like been around. Like one thing I've always admired about you is I feel like you, from my outside perspective, it looks to me like you connect with people so easily. Like you trust people, like you have these friendships and these connections and these collaborations that are, Um, Like really, like I feel like I see you like really trusting people and people really Mm -hmm. trusting you and like having this ease of like respect and camaraderie with other artists. Mm -hmm. And I wondered what your perspective was about that. That is so funny. My husband, he makes fun of me because he's
1: like, I'll meet someone and then like they're telling me their like deepest, darkest fears and stories. and, And in some ways I... I just sort of attract, um, I guess that trust that you're saying. And to be completely honest, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why. (laughs) And sometimes I like it. And other times I'm like, Oh, that was a lot, you know, because I feel so deeply for people. And, and while I have the ability, like Brene Brown talks about like, um, not getting in the hole with someone, but yeah. being on the outside so that you can help pull yeah. them out. And I think 90% of the time I can be on the outside, but there are times where I jump in as well. And that is not healthy and that's not I safe. I feel
0: like I see you trusting people too, like just like and a the a Yes. yes. That? And that, yeah.
1: that as well, where I am very much an open book. Like, mm. and I think, I think that I just am like, you know what, the more, some, some people kind of have the idea like, oh, I don't want people to know about these things. Um, and Mm. my mentality about it, and I don't think either one is right or wrong is that I need all the people in my corner, right? Like I need all of the support possible. I remember one time, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just remember one time when I, we announced that we were pregnant, like really early Mm. and someone was like, well, what if you have a miscarriage? Like, why are you announcing it so early? And
0: I'm like, I would want people to know. Exactly. I'm (laughs) like,
1: I, so I have to like send another text. That's like, Hey, remember when I was pregnant? Well, I'm not anymore. And then I want that support. Like, yeah. I want all of the all Do of that. Do you
0: have like a deep belief that like you like deserve that support? Like, is that just something yeah. that's like innate for you? Yeah. And I
1: think that should... I, yeah. I think that's for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, I think... I if we had more think... time, I would ask you like how you like how you do it. I know. I, and I, the hard thing is, I'm not sure I know an answer. Maybe yeah. I'll think about this and then we'll yeah, do let another me know. interview.
0: Okay. <laughs> Cause, Cause I, like, I would really like to know, like, what does it feel like to just be like, I mean, it seems to me like you feel like you'll be safe. Like you'll be respected. Yeah. Um, at least in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really admire that. Yeah. I, I guess that, um, gosh, I don't know. I, mean, I struggle with that. It's like, I'm okay. I'm like projecting hardcore. I, okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, <laughs> that's like, that's something that's hard for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, like just feeling safe, I guess, or like yeah, well, trusting like other anybody people. Anybody will
0: want to collaborate with me or that like, okay. like, I feel like it's really easy for me to value other people. Like I love really easily mm-hmm. and I never think that people are going to like love me too. Okay, And even when they give me like all the evidence in the world that they do, yeah. I'm still just like,
1: Oh, do you yeah though? right
0: I mean to be completely
1: honest there is like a deep like I have to make sure my husband still is in love with me like all the time like I have to be like hey like you're still in love with me right and he's like yeah
0: well, you two are like such a love story we'll have to, <laughs> have to get it another time um okay I ask everybody at the very end what's your dream collaboration oh you gosh. Love to work with? a dream
1: collaboration Oh dear. I mean, honestly, like what I was kind of mentioning earlier, I think like a multi use, multi art focused studio, a, an like educational a local, space. Like a co op, cool. Yeah, like an educational space for young artists who might not want to be on their dance team every day after school, but still want to yeah. be you know, exploring their body in that way. And then also like learning how to communicate in a more effective way, because I think that the acting that teenagers are getting right now is
0: garbage. Yeah. Um, it's too dramatic. It's that tent eyebrows thing. Yes.
1: It's that like, Oh my gosh, life is so hard thing instead of like being truly real and present and authentic, um, with just so many different styles of, of, voice teaching of yeah. styles of singing voice uh, acting photography you know I just have this vision yeah. I think that would be my dream it's awesome co-op right
0: now um tell everybody where to find you and then that's so it. where
1: to find me um so my Instagram handle is Tay Bay so T-A-Y-A-N-D-B-A-Y like Taylor and Bailey and then my uh vocal page which is garbage. Like I don't do anything on it. It's and Bay vocal. And then my photography, uh, page is and Bay studios. Cool. So that's, that's where I'm at. And yeah. I wanted
0: to ask you about like being creative, like with your husband, but we'll talk oh, about yeah. it next time. <laughs> that is, that is
1: definitely a story for another day because yeah. it is, it is fun and it's, it's in depth. For yeah. Sure. You, that's
0: why I said, you guys are like such a love story. <laughs> It's like a beautiful life, like a beautiful partnership. I love it.
1: People are always like, well, why don't you guys ever do shows together? And I'm like, well, because we have kids. Who would watch our kids? But the thing <laughs> is, is, I love watching him. Like yeah. I fall, in, I'm, he's about to be in a show at the Hale and Sandy. And um, I'm like giddy yeah I'm so excited to be able to go see yeah, it because I, I fall in
0: love with him again you know I love that answer you like watching him That's I do so beautiful. I
1: love it and I I mean I think he would say the same thing I've never yeah. been like hey do you like watching me but like I'm pretty sure he does <laughs> he definitely does he for sure does <laughs> well, so Bailey, anyway. it was
0: so lovely to reconnect so with you after same. all these years and Let's not make it another no, 15 years. Stop for reals. Talking. And let's also
1: not make it a, <laughs> hey, I'm pregnant and barking and it takes me a, a <sighs> year I'm and so a half to sorry get here. <laughs> about that. No, it's okay. We're, we're okay. here and good and she's the best baby she's on earth. She's so cute. Earth. Good. <laughs> so,
0: you deserve it. She's seriously well, the best. Thank you. Thank you. It was thank lovely. Thank you.